Hello, and welcome to the podcast for the journal Integrated Environmental Assessment and Management, better known as IEAM. I'm Jenny Shaw. A special series in the January 2021 issue centers on how Bayesian network modeling is broadly applicable to environmental assessment and management. The series was guest edited by Yannicka Moe, John Carriger, and Miriam Glendell. Today we're speaking with Yannicka, a senior research scientist at NEVA, the Norwegian Institute for Water Research. Hi, Yannicka. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Jenny, and thanks for inviting me. Before we begin, we should clarify that there is a big difference between Bayesian network models and regular Bayesian models. Is that right? Yes, you're right. Um, Bayesian network models can be considered a branch of Bayesian models more generally. They all use Bayes' rule for probability calculation. Therefore, they are all called Bayesian models. Bayesian models in general are typically statistical models that you can use for parameter estimation, whereas Bayesian network models are typically used for prediction rather than estimation. And then in the introductory paper, the definition for Bayesian network models is given briefly as graphical, probabilistic, and causal models. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, of course. First, the term graphical. Um, Bayesian networks are usually displayed as graphical models consisting of nodes or boxes and arcs, usually called arrows. The structure of a Bayesian network can range from very simple to very complex, but they must always be directed. That means the information is going in the directions shown by the arrows. And they must be acyclic, and that means that the model cannot have feedback loops. Uh, the second term you mentioned was probabilistic, and this is a very important point because uh, Bayesian network models are often displayed as conceptual models with labeled boxes and arrows. But uh, each node uh, represents a probability distribution, which is sometimes displayed as a histogram. And um, each set of arrows that points into one of these nodes represents a whole table of probabilities that we call conditional probability table. So when you enter evidence into a Bayesian network model, that can be data or scenarios, the model combines this evidence with the probabilities found in the tables using the formula called Bayes' rule, and then calculates the updated probabilities for all the nodes throughout the network. And the third term you mentioned was causal. A Bayesian network can be structured as a causal model, where what we call parent and child nodes represent cause and effect. This means that a Bayesian network model can be run in multiple directions, uh, depending on where you choose to set the evidence. This opens many possibilities for use of the models. They can be used both for prognostic and diagnostic inference. So, for example, if you consider an adverse outcome pathway that is quantified as a Bayesian network, then you can run the model from the beginning, from the molecular initiating event, to predict the level of the adverse outcome. But you can also run it backwards or diagnostically. If you first set a specified level of the adverse outcome, and then you can predict the probability of the molecular initiating event or one of the key events in between. What are the advantages of Bayesian network models over conventional approaches? There are many advantages. And uh, I would say for uh, environmental modeling and assessment, a main advantage is that they can quantify and display uncertainty in all components of the model and then let this uncertainty propagate through the model to the final node, which can typically be an assessment endpoint. 
If we consider risk assessment in particular, the definition of risk uh, normally involves probability or likelihood in some way. But in practice, risk is often characterized by a single value, such as a risk quotient. If you use a Bayesian network, you can calculate the risk more directly and as a probability of a specified adverse outcome, more in line with the common definition of risk. Another advantage is the ability to combine different types of information, such as observations, theory, model predictions from other models, and you can even include expert judgment in the form of probability distributions. Another advantage is that uh, Bayesian networks can be expanded with a specific type of nodes that represent uh, actions, such as mitigation or restoration. And this means that Bayesian networks can be used as decision support tools. So I'm just wondering now, listen to you talk about all these advantages. When would you not use a Bayesian network model in risk assessment? I would not use a Bayesian network for modeling of processes. For example, fate and export and uptake of contaminants or population dynamics. And the reason is that Bayesian networks normally do not have a time dimension. As I mentioned, you cannot have feedback loops inside the model. But what you can use still a Bayesian network for is as a meta model to combine input and output from different mechanistic models. And then you can link it further with, say, scenarios, maybe future climate scenarios, actions, cost benefit, and, and so on. So there have been some recent developments for Bayesian network models in risk assessment. Can you bring us up to speed on some of them? Yes, there are developments in many directions as this method is gaining popularity. I can mention a few of the developments that we have highlighted in our special series. One is the integration of Bayesian network modeling with geographical information systems. This means that uh, risk predictions can be more easily displayed in maps. In the series, we show an example of prediction of pesticide exposure in streams all across France. There's another example in the series where GIS is uh, used in combination with Bayesian networks for uh, modeling of coral reefs. Another direction of development is uh, so-called dynamic networks, which uh, can have a time dimension. As I said, um, Bayesian networks normally don't have a time dimension, but this is also a new uh, direction of research. This means that also feedback loops can be better handled uh, in dynamic Bayesian networks. And uh, we do also have an example of this in the special series. You mentioned earlier that Bayesian network models can be adapted to adverse outcome pathways. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah, so the model structure is inherently very flexible. So Bayesian networks can be aligned with many different types of conceptual models. I think the AOP is a good example because an adverse outcome pathway already looks like a Bayesian network model, which has not yet been quantified. In a Bayesian network, you can combine several adverse outcome pathway change into a quantified AOP network. And we have one example uh, in the series. Another established framework uh, within risk assessment is the relative risk model developed by Wayne Landis and collaborators. And uh, our special series contains several examples of how relative risk models have been um, developed for different types of ecosystems and regions and then implemented in Bayesian networks. These two examples that I mentioned, the AOP and the relative risk model, they span very different scales from processes inside cells to whole watersheds and landscapes. 
So I would say the examples in this series illustrate that this approach can be used to address very different research and assessment questions at very different scales. What do you see for the future of Bayesian network models and risk assessment? I think there is a great potential. This is a way to integrate both information and uncertainty in a relatively transparent way. The use of Bayesian networks in environmental risk assessment is still relatively new. It has been presented in dedicated sessions at CTAC annual meetings only during the last few years, and it's now gaining popularity. One potential that has not yet been fully explored in our field is to use Bayesian networks as influence diagrams or decision support tools. Uh, Bayesian networks can be expanded to include decision or action and utility nodes. This means that Bayesian networks can be used to support both risk assessment and risk management decisions integrated into the same model. And I would like to quote Wayne Landis when he uh, promotes this method. It's not necessarily difficult, but it's different. So it's different from what people are used to. That does not necessarily mean that it's difficult. Well said. Well said. I, I think that captures it. Thank you so much, Janneke. We hope this special series has already begun inspiring other people to use Bayesian network models in their work. Thank you, Jenna. It's been a pleasure talking with you. You've been listening to Yannicka Mo discuss her article, Increased Use of Bayesian Network Models Has Improved Environmental Risk Assessments. Access the entire series in the January 2021 issue of IEAM. Just go to ctacjournals.org. I'm Jenny Shaw. And thank you for listening to the IEAM podcast.